Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was a time in the Bible, right? There was a farmer in the land. The land was so dry, nothing was going on. There was mm. nothing going on. And God sent a prophet. <laughs> he sent a prophet and said, go tell them that by this time tomorrow, there's going to be food in abundance. And go tell them, I said, tomorrow, there's going to be super abundance. God is telling me today to tell yours that yes. by this time tomorrow, there's going to be abundance in the land. Hallelujah. Listen, let me, let me how it works, right? Cause we going right into we ain't got no time for no preludes and no no dress to pass out, right? So check this out. Right. In the same land I was telling Andrew last night, right? There's the same land and Isaac, the Bible says, sold in the land. God, God says, stay there. A lot of you are thinking about do I leave my business? Do I leave my job? Do I go someplace else? Do I go to Canada? America is born enough. Do I go to Europe? He says, stay here. He says Isaac stole in the land and he reaped so much. Let me say what anointing does. The anointing signifies the blessings mm. a lot of people came out to the same spot that isaac was digging a well and what that didn't come out mm. there was GPS. It, was the same, it was the same gps that david used to mess out the stone mm. that like that tiny part of his helmet that the stone mm. could navigate the stone went in there the same the same holy spirit he said he knows where the gold is he said the silver and the gold is mine he said the yes. castle upon the field is mine God began to ask yes. Job, he said, Job, let's talk, let's he said, stand up straight like a man, since you know everything, right? Since you know all about the whole world, since you know all about God, since you're about to cut yourself and die, he said, Job, tell me, who feeds the hungry lions? Who feeds the sparrows? Do you see how the birds sing and they're happy? He said, who feeds them? He says, mm. I feed them. Mm. He said, I set the boundary on the seas and the oceans. He said, I make it to roar. You can understand this, my beautiful people. And by the way, good morning. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> how amazing! I I definitely want to welcome you to today's section of Saturday Live. I want to bless you in the name of Jesus. We're gonna pray before we pray. I want to, you know, allow everybody to introduce themselves right quick. I see Dio's name is Gaz and Coleg. I see Mandy. I see Andrew. So Dio, Mandy, Andrew, please introduce yourself, and we'll pray for a quick minute, and then we get started. Wherever it is, we get to get started mm -hmm. from, right? Because we already started. We already, God already started. God is already yes. out here. He came out here at 9 o'clock with blessings. So I hope you're ready. Yes. Yes. Go Amen. ahead. Uh, yes, good morning. Good morning. Pleasant and blessed good morning to you. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't know me by now, then I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> Dio Veras Lopez. I also go by Dio, and it is an honor and a pleasure to uh, be in this room, Zoom room, with um, my lovely brothers and sister, and um, to just serve you all. Um, it is, it is just. I'm elated. I'm excited. I'm joyful, as always. And um, yeah, that's what I got to say just for now. Back down <laughs> to you, Andrew. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Andrew uh, Melrose here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm very excited about today. I probably have about 30 or 40 minutes, but it's going to be power packed and cannot wait to hear uh, what God is speaking to all of you. And uh, this has been a blast. Last week was really fun. Uh, yes. This week will be even better. So glory to glory, strength to strength, faith to faith. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hi, everyone. I'm Mandy Strickland. Um, I'm excited to be here today. I am not, I'm going to be honest, I'm not prepared. But like I said last week, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit work. So here we are. So I'm excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So let's talk about yeah. that. See, a lot of time you gotta understand that the Holy Spirit <laughs> Himself quickens ya. 
Right. Uh, Come on listen, now. The Holy Spirit quickly. You never show up unprepared. You always prepared, right? Amen. So Amen. Lord, pray. Father, we bless your name. We worship you. Father, we are excited. You, we're excited to be in your presence. Say your presence is fullness of joy. Joy mm. unspeakable, full of riches mm. and glory. Father, we thank you for everyone that is listening today. You open their hearts and their minds and their spirits that shall mm. receive abundance, Father. Mm. That your eyes are open, shall flood you with light. In the name of Jesus, the devil shall yes. not shield his word. They are growing, Father. Father, everyone that's not giving their life to Christ, Father, today as a listen, as a listen today, Father, there's a change. Oh, you saw in their hearts, Father. They are like, yes, thank you. you that understand and receive, Father, they shall like, their life shall be changed. Father, I thank you. We give you glory. Father, we bless ourselves in the name of Jesus. We're becoming verses fit for your purpose today as we speak your speaking. As we lay hands, your hands are getting laid, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Dio, so we had a Holy Ghost party yesterday, right? Let's oh, this say. morning. Tell us about that. What's that? What's that about? <laughs> you know, tell us about the Holy Ghost party. Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. Oh Lord, it was so much fun. Um, yeah, we had a Holy Ghost party. It started at eleven PM. And um, really, you know, we had DJ KJ on this ones and twos. And um, he was just playing music, and we were just dancing. Well, I was dancing on the couch, but KJ and TGOK were up, like, dancing. It was hilarious. <laughs> you know, um, KJ said something so phenomenal. He was like, you know, David danced as he was, re he realized he received the kingdom, the blessing. Like, mm. And so um, just, we were just delighting, and we were just in joy and laughing and sometimes that's all you have to do sometimes you don't need to go into warfare you know and 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 cutting the snake's head and all that you know you just you just be delighted the joy of the lord is our strength you know yes we just, we just dance we just joy we, we laugh and we joke and we bless each other and that's what it was you know it just reminded me even now in this moment of a, the, of a banquet, what a banquet must be like in, in heaven, you know, um, we read in the Bible, the banquets and how they were drunk on wine, like we know wine represents the things of the spirit too, so we were literally drunk on wine last night, but it had nothing to do with what you could see here on earth, and, um, and I had a blast after our singing and dancing and joking and all of that, we went straight into prayer, and you know what, something about the things of the spirit is sometimes you don't have to sit there and pray for an hour you know we carry authority once we know what to say and how to and, and how to flow that's all you got to do if god say just say in the name of jesus i am blessed and walk away then that's all you have to do and i feel like last night we went through psalm 23 we each prayed for a certain amount of minutes in the spirit we prophesied we declared and decreed, and we were just left so full on fire I told KJ this morning, I felt like I was up all night partying. Like when I tell you, all night, <laughs> I woke up this morning like, oh God, it's you make me strong when I'm weak. Like <laughs> I had to really press through because I had a blast last night and I am so excited. I'm so expectant for this, um, this, this thing that God is doing. And um, yes. as we get ready to flow in the Holy Ghost and talk about his, how precious he is, this is mm. part of it, is that everything around you, the news, um, the, you know, fear, everything around you cannot shake what's inside of you. And that's how I think we represent, what we represent right now is that you can see a smile on my face. You can see me expecting, you can see me pressing and persevering because I'm not moved by what's around me because I have 
something much greater, something much brighter, mm. something much more valuable inside of me. And that's where I live mm. from the inside out. Mm. Let me ask you, Mandy. So she touched about, you know, the prayer point. And I don't remember God said very strongly rejoice. He said, the jolly Lord is your strength. He said, go and rejoice. And, you know, I don't know if he also talked about the blessing. And I know you always rejoice. You're always excited. Tell us a little bit about how you have joy in the Holy Ghost. Like, what does that do to you? You know, how do you stay <laughs> rejoicing, even in spite of everything going on? And what does that do to the devil? Well, what is it? First, what does it do to me? Um, when I'm really down and it happens, because it's always like a little, what I call a golden nugget. Like, it'll just random. It's not random. It's definitely strategic. And God will just place some symbol. And I'm like, oh, I know that's from you. And then that makes me happy because even in my, the midst of my storm, God is still there. God yes. is always there. God is always there. Um, what it does to the devil, it makes the devil very uncomfortable. And then makes the devil try to try. I, no, notice the words I'm choosing. Try to come and form another plan to come at you harder. So one thing could happen. And then God comes and shows his face. And then another thing could happen. And you know that's the devil. And then God comes again. That happened to me, honestly, it's funny you ask that, because that happened to me all week. It was like a constant, like, uphill battle, what I felt like. But God was always, always on time. Always. Mm, I'll, give a, I'll give, like, a little brief testimony. I went to get gas, and I realized I didn't have any money in my account because I'm a student. And it's been rough in these streets, I'm going to be honest. And I remember I walked – I. Like, and it was funny because this man came up to me. He was like, ma'am, do you have any money for gas? And I was like, sir, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm in the same boat with you. I have no money. Like, I honestly have nothing. I swiped my card. It didn't work. I swiped my credit card. It didn't work. And I was like, now I know I have money on my credit card. Like, I know that's there. So You I just send inside. a Venmo request to your brother. That's all. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You. I yes. appreciate you. But this was my lesson because right before I went, I never stopped for gas on the way home. But right before I went to the gas station, I heard, you're not going to be able to get gas. That's what I heard. So I walked into the gas station, and I swiped my card, and the man was like, no, it's not working. And I was like, that's crazy. Why is it not working? Well, I had $3, $3 in my purse, $3, and it was just enough to get me home. And I remember I just praised God on the way home, and I was just like, thank you. Like, what if I didn't have those $3? What if I didn't? Then, I would, of course, I would have had to ask somebody, but it's just those little moments that you just have to give God praise even when you feel like you don't have it in you because that was a rough day for me too i mean that's a whole nother testimony but yeah that was that's it that's it like there's it's it's like joy comes in the morning that's what i keep hearing like even though you're in a storm don't allow the storm to consume you because god is in you so you yes. have to always rely on the spirit of god that god's yeah. gonna come through and kj keeps saying abundance and i remember D dio had told me one day she was like when you pray in the spirit Sometimes when the spirit sends you things, it's not right now. So you have to remember that too. Sometimes God will send you abundance, but it won't be right now because it's strategic. God works on strategy. God works on strategy. I just want to say something. That's so amazing, Mandy. Thank you for your vulnerability and thank mm -hmm. you for sharing. You know, yes, the Bible says, do not despise small beginnings. Mm -hmm. And there's something so humbling about being able to rejoice over the, the what we consider little things. But in that moment, it was grand. It was like, how am I going to get home? And look, I've been there, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I testified my way through. And the Bible says we overcome by our testimony. We're yes. overcome by the blood of the lamb. And so, you know, one thing I could tell you people, 
that's watching now is this is even the flow of the Holy Spirit. Number one, yes, you yes. have no shame. There's no guilt in what you're going through because you find God in everything. Your whole life is a life of a wonder. It's a life of a journey. It's a life of finding Jesus in everything. And I, I commend you, Mandy. Thank you for sharing that because another you're thing, so if you don't open your mouth, you don't get fed. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, um, mm -hmm. and so that's part of even using like your de de decreeing and declaring, you know what I'm saying? So when we, when we have the Holy spirit, we understand our, our rightful place mm -hmm. as a child of God. Even if I don't see it, I'm going to the gas station in the name of Jesus. I got money. I thank you. God, the favor meets me everywhere I go and it carries me. And you know, this is a life of faith. And so even now, um, Mandy and anybody watching that may be going through a situation like that, I want you to change your confession. Don't even say, I don't have money. Don't even say, I don't know. No, I have all things. God, you said you will supply mm. all of my need according to, yes. to your Amen. riches and glory by Christ mm -hmm. Jesus. Why? Because his word does not return to him void. It comes back and it does what it was sent to do. You know, but yes. God needs somebody to remind him of his word. If you don't remind him of his word, where is there for, for him to do? We, we activate things with our words. The world was established by words. So we want to be so intentional about how we speak. Yes. I don't feel joy. I don't care. I have joy. I don't live by what I feel, you know? And so we just want to continue that. But I want to tell you that we do overcome by our testimony. And so continue to testify, Mandy and everyone watching. Continue to rejoice and praise God and give him glory for all things. He is in everything. Everything was made through him. You know, so yeah. Hey, Jay. <laughs> now, I'm going to pass it right back to Andrew. Just one turn before I give it to Andrew, right? So remember, David had mighty men. And I want to remind you of these mighty men. These were broken men, downtrodden men. Their wife had kicked them out of the house. They didn't have no jobs. They were broke. They were like, you know, in like all sorts of situations. But the Bible says that David's mighty men, before you knew it, David's mighty men became great men. They went from men that were broken, they were in penury, they were in like distress. But the Bible says that he fed them with God's word. I want to remind you what happened. The Bible says in the book of Acts 20 verse 32, it says the word of God is able to build you up and give an inheritance. The only way that you go from where you were to where you want to be is God's word. And I'll tell everybody that cares to listen. Because I'll tell you right now, Jesus told Peter, do you want to fish or you want fishes of men? The Bible never recorded that Peter was broke. Even as a fisher of man, when God sends you, he sends provision. A lot of yes. times, we get this stuff wrong. We get the priorities wrong. And I'll tell you right now, he says, where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Yes. A lot of times, you are telling God, but your treasure is not in God. It's in stuff mm -hmm. around you. You can understand. The Bible says that some trust in chariots. You can switch it out to your finances. Some trust in the name of the government or the king. You can switch it out to the government. But it's like, trust in the name of the Lord. You can understand. They said the judge shall live by faith. It is mm. not the talk of the weak. Abraham, mm. the Bible says, was a man of the spirit. Abraham yes. was yeah. so rich. I was telling them yesterday that the <clears> blessings <throat> of Abraham brought up unto his cousin or his you know, nephew, Lord. But the blessing was causing problem. There was so much blessing. He said, you know what? How about mm. you take all these blessings and move away? These guys were fully loaded. The Bible never showed us anything apart from Abraham walking with God. The same thing with David. And David was serious that when he passed on his son, his son was wise enough to go sow a thousand cattle upon the field. Yes. I, I heard a few wow. things. David, you said something about being drunk in the spirit. The Bible says I am of Ephesians. 
you know, Mandy, you also mentioned a lot of stuff, right? You mentioned, you know, how God helps you with joy and how that neutralizes the devil. Andrew, let me ask you, right? And then she also mentioned something about, you know, walking, not looking at what you see and stuff around you. I mean, mm-hmm. look at, you know, Romans 8, what they say, the people that are led by spirit are the sons of God. Yes. So tell us, how can you be drunk in the spirit? How can you walk with God? How can you <laughs> stay away from your senses? Talk to us, brother. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's a good and interesting start. I actually was, um, what I wanted to talk about was our senses, was especially hearing, um, because we were, mm. I was talking a lot more about sight, and you and I talk often about sight, and sight, they're all together, man. Everything really is one. It's just what side are we going to start with? And uh, I mean, really, we were, let's be real, like, we'll just start off like this. We were all made to be high. We were made to be on the most high. We were made to be living in the bliss of God, the ecstasy of God. And it's in the word. Paul said, if I'm in my right mind, it's for your sake. If I'm out of my mind, it's, it's because of God. It's his fault, right? Like, we're supposed to live in the joy. The joy is uh, the activator of a miracle. Like, uh, we, I, 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 woke, I grew up uh, reading the Bible thinking Jesus was just a stoic or even stoic to even low mood guy. Uh, doing his thing right just oh i'm I'm the son of god i'm gonna heal i'm gonna okay like here's the law wrong 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 perception jesus had a smile on his face man he was living in the bliss of the father this relationship there's uh there's something called the honeymoon effect you can look up bruce lipton for this um and it's a real thing where oxytocin comes flood floods your body and you truly you see no wrong in in the world you live in a love relationship you're in a honeymoon phase in life and even scientifically, they've proven uh, we, we, we just see differently. Everything changes in our, even our physiology with that honeymoon effect. And I'm like, that is, you know, are we not married to Christ? Are, have we not been grafted into him? Should we not live in that honeymoon phase, which the earth would say it's just a phase, right? We, we can live in that consistently. So all things are yours for you are Christ and Christ is God's. And, and that's, what, um, that's what Corinthians says, because when we have received him, we receive Christ, like in him is, is all the fullness. So if you want joy, it's in Christ. If you want healing, it's in Christ. If you want forgiveness, it's in Christ. So we didn't receive that stuff. We didn't just receive the fruit. We received the root. We received him, the seed of Abraham. And what comes from that seed, we received all of him and what comes from him. I am the vine. You are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, is the vine and branches any different? They're just a different expression of the same, of the same seed. So this oneness thing, man, once you see it, once you truly see it, now all things like have, have really been made pure. It says to the pure, all things are pure, but to the, but to the defiled, um, nothing is pure for their conscience and their mind are defiled. So I wanted to say, cause this is what got put, really put on my heart today. Be careful how you hear mm-hmm. Luke, at, Luke eight, be careful how you hear. And then to the measure you judge or you discern will be discerned unto you. It'll literally come back. And it's not karma. This is, this is reflective nature of, of God. We are God beings. God made us this way. And I, I'll, I'll even talk more about uh, how it says that in scripture. But how do we read scripture? A lot of different interpretations, like I said. We can look at the historical aspect, all these different uh, ways. But the way KJ speaks of the word is really, really powerful. And he plugs us into these stories because he's got all the stories right here. It's written on his heart. He speaks mm-hmm. of Joshua. He speaks of Elijah. Mm-hmm. He speaks of these stories mm-hmm. and he puts them into our life. Amen to that. Now, now the other side of that same coin, bro, same, same coin. The other side of that is now we are every story. We plug ourselves in and we take the place of that character. I am Elijah right now, as it feels like all the prophets of Baal are against me. I laugh. (laughs) I make fun of their God who will not even show up. 
the God that answers mm-hmm. by fire. I sit back and mock it. I'm sit- I'm Elijah in this situation. I am because if you've received Christ, you've received all the fullness, right? Mm-hmm. And we received right. him. And, and, and so now I'm really about to just hit it home because we can look at the word as an external mirror and it's beautiful. And, and we mm-hmm. see in like that story we put into our, we put into our perspective, oh, right? Oh, yeah. dude, I'm feeling this so strong. But how about, we, how about we plug in, right? So, mm-hmm. so the Christ flesh suit that he walked out when he left, he said, you fill that, you fill that suit. Now you got that role. How do you mm. become a good, how do you become a good actor? Why did it, why did Heath Ledger do an amazing job with the Joker so much so that it maybe took over his own, his own identity, right? Think about that. Okay. Heath Ledger who played Joker literally is not alive mm-hmm. today, apparently because mm-hmm. it, he made himself go crazy because he became the Joker. Mm-hmm. Why was he so good at being the Joker? Cause he studied the thought, the psychology, the mind of that Joker. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we study the mind we have been given, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ, says in Philippians, we have been given the mind of Christ. Arm yourselves with this way of thinking. Right. So we have this this Christ mind sitting right here that we look upon and say mm-hmm. with without his doing, we wouldn't have even had access to it. But now that he did it again, it's his fault. <laughs> he made the best gospel ever. It's his fault. We just get to, to sink into that. That's what abide means. So when we sink into that character, we literally become that very same image, and that's what changes and transforms us. So let's put ourselves in the word. And if you put yourself in the word, you got to say, I got to be careful how I hear, because as he is, so am I. The way I see God is how I will live. The way I see God is how I will think. Everyone, the atheist lives their life in direct proportion to how they see God. They say they don't believe in one. They're living a life in reflection of whatever God they are believing in. We, it's, it's, a, it's a universal principle. It's a law. How you see your source is how you will live. Um, so every story is ours. We are every character taking place. The word is taking place within us. We are the living epistle. So again, let's morph with this, with this written word and say that we're now, it's not written with tablets anymore of stone, but of human hearts. I will put my law within them is how I started last time in Jeremiah. So this word is happening within us. It's literally taking place within us. When we see him, um, when we see, when we truly see God, we see ourselves. So, so much so that the word can become flesh and dwell, dwell among us. And then we can look at people and say, if you've seen me, you've seen the father, bro. When I look at you, when I look at you, Dio, when I look at you, Mandy, I've seen the father. I've seen a measure of the father come forth. Oh, and it's the measure, you know, the, you know, the measure I'm seeing. Well, it's also the measure I'm seeing is how I decide to see, but it's also the way that you see him coming forth. Mm. So I'm, I'm being, if, if you have a revelation of God's provision, it's shining from you. And I see provision of the father. Mm. Now I also get to decide how I see and how I hear it says, be careful. Jesus said, be careful how you hear. What's the next verse? Who, whoever has more will be given. So if I'm looking for that, for that joyful God, that, that joyful Jesus sitting on the throne laughing to that measure I see, more will be given and I will become that joy more. So let it all start. The kingdom is a seed. If you understand this parable, you understand them all. Basically, this is the template. Everything starts as a seed and it's the soil of our intention of our focus that will breed forth what that produces. Hopefully that's, this is making sense. So be careful how you hear. This is why we have to be still. I'm going to go into stillness right after this. Be careful how you hear. Whoever has, more will be given. Whoever does not have, even what they think they'll have will be taken from them. So if you sow your seed on, on bad soil or you're, you don't meditate on the word, it'll be taken from you just like the, the parable says. He says, do not let this word depart from me. I heard this from Prophet Kobus Van Rinsburg, a uh, South African powerful man. Um, and he said, 
the word, why he said, don't let this word depart from your mouth, but meditate on it or, or uh, meditate on it. Is he saying until we let the word truly resonate within us, then speak. Don't just let it depart all the time because it hasn't taken root yet. Let this thing melt and come, come and become you and then speak and that word will manifest. So it's not just empty words because I did not come with you just with words, um, but, but with power, a demonstration of the spirit and power. We don't want our words to be emptied because we just spoke them. We want it, we want it to truly become us. That's what I'm saying. This word is taking place within us at all times. When we read the word that way, it changes everything. Um, we spoke uh, about like the speed and the noise of, of our day-to-day like external environment and the anxieties that happen in the world, um, which really should be the invite to more stillness. Be still and know that I am God. Habakkuk 2.20. The Lord is in his holy temple. <laughs> Let all the earth be silent before him. Right? Where is he living now? Where is he living? This union message is everything. If we only see an external God only, then we'll still have an orphan mindset. We, we don't need to run like the prodigal son. We don't need to, to hold bitterness towards our father like the older brother. They're, they're both prodigals. <laughs> they both forgot who they really were and what their full uh, measure of, of sonship was and who the father was. So be careful how you hear, right? Because if we see God with, um, with hate, a hateful God, we're going to live according to that. It, it's the way we see God determines how we live. So be careful how you hear because what you have more will be given. You're going to sometimes, um, and I don't want to step on anyone's toes here, but this was actually me. I'm just going to say it actually was me. You know, the most warfare I went through in my life, spiritual warfare, rah, rah, seeing all this, like all this stuff, demonic stuff. It's because I was, I was kind of looking for it and it was in my perception. And it, amidst that, God's not upset. He just said, it, it will be according to you unto your faith. So if whatever you're seeing, mm-hmm. you will, you will project. We're creative beings, man. Everyone has created the measure of life that they're living in right now or their own perception of it. So I had to really get with myself too and say, which is more real to me? The fact that um, I'm, I'm destroying the works of the devil with Christ within me or that I'm seated with him high above all principality and power. Mm. Right. So, so even the things I'm trying to pull down, where are they falling back on me? <laughs> How about I sit above them and I see them, I see them fall and, and be swallowed up in victory. So the, the Lord is in his holy temple, right? Let all the earth be silent before him. Zechariah two thirteen. be silent, all flesh, he is raised up out of his holy temple. So in the stillness, you get that? It's like a, it, these, the word has like equations, almost like beautiful mathematical equations. Be silent, all flesh. And then what happens? What does that equal? Him raising up out of his holy temple. When we get into stillness, we, we, put, a, we put aside the noise. Don't fight noise with noise. It's going to get louder. Mm-hmm. The noise, right? Get in silence. Be still. Oh my goodness. That, that is where the light shines. That is it. That's where he rises up from his holy temple. Let him expand through us. You know, our left brain that we grew up, it's a carnal mind. The left brain always needs to solve problems. So carnal Christianity is, I have bliss of the, this good news gospel right here, but my left brain carnality needs to go solve problems. And you just start like fighting, striving, working for, you know, you came in by faith. Why, why do you now, uh, um, you know, why do you now have works, Paul said? Who bewitched you? You came in by faith. What is works going to do now? It's by grace we have been saved. So, so that no one can boast. Let's step into the grace, which is the empowerment. It's the wave that pushes us forward um, into, into this reality. So be careful how we hear. We get to choose how we hear. And um, I don't want to go on too long here, uh, but I do want to finish with Psalm 18, which is 
oh my goodness, this, uh, this has a lot to do with how God shows up in our life based on how we're willing to perceive him. So um, this, is also, this is also crazy. Um, the parable of the talents, one of my favorite ones. The, the one who buried, right? The one who buried his one talent. You know what he said to the, to the master? I thought you were to be a hard, a hard man, a hard master. So I buried it. He said, you wicked and lazy servant. You perceive me wrongly, and now you're not even now, – now that came back upon you. You saw me as a hard man. You saw, you saw me in a wrong, fearful lens, and then you acted upon that way you saw me, and it did you no good. It's what are, How are we seeing God, and where are we sowing our seed? Um, Psalm 18, real fast. I didn't even uh, see this until recently, but it was right here. Um, okay, with the merciful – you show yourself merciful. With the pure, you show yourself pure. With the crooked, you make yourself seem torturous. So if we are living in a wrong perception of God, that form of God will show up to us in order to sanctify us and teach us who his true self, who, who he really is. As he is, so are we in this world. The son Kirby uh, said this uh, this past weekend, Kirby Delenero out Sri Lanka, I mentioned him last time. He said that this is a universal principle. The son can do nothing. The humans can do nothing except what they see the father, except what they see God like or what they see the father doing. It's very, very deep when he said that because he was saying that this universal principle is the way you see God is what you're doing in life. It's how you're manifesting. It's how you're showing up. And my view of God has changed a lot in the past seven years. And I've been growing so much because I've seen him different. We only are reflective images at this point. To the merciful, you show yourself merciful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the um, pure, you show yourself pure. And with the crooked, you make yourself seem torturous. So people have a wrong perception of God. It's actually just a mirror showing their own crooked heart. That's why repent. That's why change your mind for the kingdom of God is right here in front of us. So, um, like, like I said, left brain is carnal, trying to uh, bring forth um, – give me one quick second. Hold on. One second. Um, the left brain is the carnal mind, and it's at enmity with, with God, our, our right brain, our Christ mind, spirit mind. This is why we have to uh, make the two one. It says actually in the Gospel of Thomas, when you make the two one, make peace in one house, the king, you, you enter the kingdom. So enter the kingdom like a, like a little child. There's so many about the, the, the things of the kingdom that has to do with bringing two into one. If your eye is single, your whole body is full of light. That's a kingdom principle that we start to remove the duality of God. Oh, well, he's, he's hateful, wrathful, judge, uh, judgmental, but he also holds no records of wrongs because love to like, why, why are we doing, why are we dividing? Why are we judging within our own heart who this God is? Um, and so the left brain, literally carnal brain tries to solve problems all the time. I tried to so many in, in that warfare, like tried to solve problems because that is my carnal mind thinking. We, we have availability just to go right back through the fiery cherub and get back into the garden and eat of the tree of life. That's, that's the cherub is the, is the, uh, is that division here, knowledge of good and evil in the left brain. And then the right brain being the, uh, being the tree of life. We have to go back through the fire. That fire will purify us. Um, to, to get back into the, uh, the tree of life. So uh, a lot more I could share on this, but 
let's just be careful how we hear. Blessed are your eyes for they see. Let's see really how, how we see and how we hear. How, what am I sensing right now? And amidst the noise, let, let me get still and he will rise up upon his holy temple. The contemplation and stillness within God and within yourself, really, he will teach you all things from that place. But you have been anointed by the Holy One and you have all knowledge, it says. But you have no need that any man will teach you. But this anointing teaches you all things. First John 2. That's deep when you really understand that we have access. We can pull from that treasure within that he put it again, his fault. He put it all there. He put the access point right here. We don't need to run in and, and go and get and attain the, the newest teaching, the newest conference, the newest thing. It truly is here. And why do those things even affect us? Because we believed into the measure we believed it will be according to us. So people who get a lot of fruit from the laying on of hands of an apostle, which I'm all for, by the way, it's because they put their faith there. The person who is, um, who, who is eating the keto diet and getting a lot of results, it's because they're putting their faith there and it's bringing forth that fruit. Amen to that. So uh, according to our faith, it'll be measured unto us. Be careful how we hear because what we have, more will be given unto that. So Amen. hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 I only got some... a couple more minutes, but I want to listen. I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. This is some powerful <laughs> stuff, right? So I'm going to start from where you are and I'm going to go. See, the guy wants me to talk about provision and finances today, you know. Um, so I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, right? I want to touch what you said. Listen, God told Moses, he said, take your shoes off. Where you stand is holy ground. And he said, who are you? He said, I am that I am. I want you to listen. I want you to listen. Many, many years later, Jesus came and said, they asked him, who do you say you are? You know, they wanted to cast Jesus. You know, they, they couldn't tell. I'm sure Peter had the same beard, majestic beard like I do right now, like Jesus, right? They all had a beautiful beard. And he said, who are you? He says, I am. And they all fell back. The same. He didn't say, I am. He said, I am. You understand? That's the spiritual reality. You are. I am. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, fill in the gap. To some of the children of Israel, he was the deliverer. To some of the children of Israel, he was the healer. God is to you what you want him to be. You got, you, like, listen, believe that with all your heart. To some of the children of Israel, he was a warrior, the judges. I know last night y'all shared this beautiful message about the bar, you know, the judges. And I love y'all, I women a lot. This is just amazing, the salt of the earth, right? But to many of you, you have an idea of God that is not current, it's not fresh. You got to refresh it, right? The Bible says that every time the angels bow their heads and take it off, they see a new glory. I want you to catch this now, right? Every time they bow their heads and take it off, they see a new glory. And he says, you're stuck in the Old Testament, the Old Religion. He said, if you leave by law, that is death. But the Spirit give it life. And he said, listen, I have come to dwell in you. Now, what do you think happens when the angels see God in you? The Bible says in the book of 1 Peter chapter 3. You know, you can't look at what God is doing every single day. Every single day. And Andrew and I, we were reading yesterday, you know, we were looking at the book of Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 32. I think it was pretty amazing when we saw that the prophets of old, the mighty men in battle of old, they had a sprinkling of the Holy Spirit. They had some anointing, right? They had this fake, you know, covenant, right? But now, now we are completing the lap of joy. I did tell you all the time that Jesus was the first leg. We call this stuff the gas anchor leg because we are the last leg. We are the last lap before the heaven. The Bible says that angels are watching us, right? On tiptoes, they are peering into what we have. The Bible says that the saints in heaven are all gathered like in a coliseum looking to see what is happening. And I didn't tell y'all sometime earlier this week that you are the temple of God. You carry the divinity of God. That means that every day, the Bible says the blessings are new every morning. It's fresh every morning. Every morning is fresh. 
That means you're going to display the virtues of the Father. He wants you to show forth praise. Every day your life should show somebody you are living epistles. Second Peter chapter 3, whatever, right? Now it's Dio chapter 1 verse 7. You are living epistles. If someone sees you and they can't see God, you've missed the point, my friend. You've missed the point because he is. So you can actually say, I am. You are the glory of God. You carry the divinity of God. You carry the power of God. Mm -hmm. I want you to remember this, right? That God said, I'm going to dwell in your hearts. Mm. I'm going to dwell in your hearts. Not the hearts of, you know, not, not in the church and everywhere. I mean, the church is the body of Christ, but in you is the church. If yes. you move now to Somalia, right? If you move now to Guatemala, the church is where you are. Yes. So now he said, and you write something <clears throat> beautiful, right? I'm probably going to go there right quick. In the book of Ma um, John chapter 15. Amazing chapter, right? He I really says, have I to run. Mind. I'm so I'm so sorry. I have to run. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen in though. I'll just turn my video off and I got I'll listen in. Perfect. I love you guys a lot. I'm so thank I'm you so, so much. Yes, yes, this is fire. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Bless sir. Bless you all. Okay. Bless you. All right. John 15, verse 1. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. But I'm gonna kind of move it a little bit. I want to show you what Jesus said. Verse 5. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me he can do nothing. So what he's trying to tell you is that, listen, we're together. You're together. He said, we're raised together with Christ. You know, Andrew had mentioned something. I think you also mentioned, yeah, I think it was Andrew. He said, you've been raised to adoption of sons. You're a son now. The Bible calls that geostasia, placement of sons. It's very different. He talked about the prodigal sons. The sons, you now understand their placement with the father. The, the prodigal son kind of had an understanding. He took the money and he ran away. The other one had a little bit of understanding. He said he was good, but he didn't touch the money. But he said, listen, mm -hmm. as I am in this world, so are you. You can understand that. So God is telling you right now that you carry everything about me. You have the coding of the DNA of the Father. He said, go forth and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Look at what he says in verse 15. I'm going to read it from the Amplified. Verse 16. Oh, you know what? I'm going to read from verse 15. That's amazing. He said, I do not call you servants, slaves any longer. But the servant does not know what the master is doing, walking out. But I have told you, my friends, because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. I have revealed to you everything I have heard from him. The Bible does say that he shall bring to us remembrance. John 14. The Holy Spirit shall bring to us remembrance. So the Holy Spirit in your life is essential. He's an essential commodity. You cannot do without the Holy Spirit because he makes you remember every single word. And I'm speaking about the Spirit. You got to understand that every single word, you have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. And look at what he said in verse 16. He says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and have appointed you. I have planted you. You're planted. Look at John chapter 1, Psalm chapter 1 verse 3. He said, you are planted by the rivers of water. You don't see the dryness. Everybody else is dry. That's what Isaac saw. Isaac saw by the Spirit. Isaac saw he was planted. He didn't care about the economy. The economy cannot help you. The economy comes from heaven. I did tell you last week, you're ambassadors of Christ. You're ambassadors. Ambassador, an ambassador of the United States to Nigeria, for example, lives in the airbus in the consulates. Even if things are bad in Nigeria, he has supply from America. America supplies this dude. He's not, co he's not connected to the embassy of Nigeria or to the culture of Nigeria. He's connected to the embassy of God, the consulate of God. He said, listen, you have come to the high place. You come to the kingdom of God. So stop looking at your supplies. You're distracting yourself. I'm just talking about having oneness. You look at the book of um, James chapter 5. Say you want to have oneness. Don't be unstable. Don't look at God's world and look at the world. No. Where's your source? Where's your source? 
He says, I am the vine and you are in me and you abide. Look at what he said. He says that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing. And your fruit may last, maybe last that you may remain and abide. So whenever you ask the Father in my name, as presented like, oh, Baliba Shantabaya. I got to read this again. You got to see this, all right? Verse 16. He said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have appointed you. I have planted you that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that mm -hmm. your fruit may be lasting, that it may remain, abide. So whatever you ask the Father in my name, as presenting all that I am in capital letters, he may give to you. Oh boy. Listen, when you understand your place in Christ, Jesus did not die just, you know, for you to, you know, be saved. No, anybody could have done that. You could have sent the prophets. Listen, the Bible says that if the devil knew why Jesus died, he would not let him die. He had no idea. He was clueless. The devil is clueless. The devil is not omnipotent. Whatever they tell you, I don't know what you are watching on TV. They make him look like this big, scary guy. Listen, the devil is not smart. If he was smart, he would have covered on that. He didn't know that. And he, the Bible has shown many times, they tried to kill the, the, the kids under two years old in Egypt. But God found a way to save Moses. The devil didn't know that. They tried to find a way to kill the king of, um, king of Israel. But he sent Rahab. He didn't know that. And check out Jesus. They tried to kill Jesus many times. They sent him back to Egypt. He didn't know that. The Bible says that if he knew why Jesus came to this world to die, he would not let him die. The devil was the one that raised this thing among these people. He struck into, you know, Judas Iscariot, got into the, you know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and they killed Jesus. But that was a perfect plan. The moment Jesus died, the Bible says that all the blood in his body was bled out. And the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead. And now you're raised to justification. He said at this point now, he said we're together. When you were born again, your spirit is recreated in Christ. You're a new person, a new species. The Bible says, behold, a new thing has happened. You're not the same person they knew from yesterday. So what I'm trying to show you is that I'm trying to show you who you are in Christ. Your Amen. spirit has to be educated. Once you understand who you are in Christ, you become a new person. You walk in that reality. The same way if I get into a new car, if I buy me a new Tesla and I've been driving a Honda or a Passat or whatever, I haven't messed with the technology in the, in the, in the, in the Tesla, I got to read the manual. Somebody got to show me, even I'm going to drive the car recklessly. But when you understand what you got, you don't understand that like, you don't have to drive the car. You don't got to move the car. The car drives itself. You lay back. Now you see Psalm 23. He says, it makes me lie down in green pastures. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is dry. Where's my money? Where's my account? Where's my phone? He said, it makes me lie down in green pastures. He said, I want nothing. Mm -hmm. That is who you are in Christ. Yes, he Lord. said, even when the enemies are raging, they are raging around you. He said, the Lord shall laugh from heaven. He's like, what mm -hmm. do y'all do? Elisha told the servants, he said, Master, 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 look at these guys everywhere. The guy said, relax, relax, we're in charge. He said, Master, look at that. He said, oh God, open his eyes that he might know that they that be with us. He's going to they that be with them. Who is with you? Who is with you? You got this thing inside of you. You got the whole tabernacle. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, you are missing out. I'm, yes. I'm telling you right now, you are missing out big time. Amen. He said, God, Adam told God, God said, Adam, Adam, where are you? Adam said, God, I'm, I'm out here. I'm hiding. I'm naked. He said, who told you you're naked? Who told you you're naked? I want you to understand spiritual realities. Who told you you're broke? Who told you you don't have any money? Who told you you don't have any money? Who told you? Who told you that? Who told you that? The Bible said that Jesus was giving a tax bill. This man was a big boy. Jesus was a, he had this multitude of feeding people. He didn't say, oh, I don't have any money. He said, go, Peter. He put the water in. He put an anointing there. He said, Peter, go into the water. The first fish you catch. Open the mouth up and get the money out there. 
This dude had the power to command money to enter some place. You have the blessing, yo. You have the blessing. You have the blessing. You have something more than gold. You have something more than gold. So I want you to understand what you have in Christ. That's why at the end of the day, you have to understand that your faith shall make you whole. Your faith shall make you whole. And that's why he says you shall grow your own faith. If you don't listen to God's word, you're listening to the news, listening to Bloomsburg and all that fun stuff, you're, listening, you're putting it in your heart, he says it shall consume you. When you understand who you are in Christ, you're right in Christ. You understand what he's giving you, he's saying he has freely lavishly given us all things in Christ. The grace of the Lord Jesus, even though he was rich for our sake, he laid down that in spiritual kingdom and became flesh so we might become rich. If you are broke as a Christian, it is your fault. No offense to anybody. I want to tell you how you can get out. Listen to me. Everybody and anybody could break out of this stuff. Mm -hmm. First of all, don't ever say I'm broke. Don't ever say with your mouth. Don't ever say with your mouth. Look at what God told Joshua. God himself told Joshua, I said, this book of the Lord shall not be part of your mouth. He didn't say your feelings and your emotions. Mm -hmm. He didn't say your bank account. Listen, listen to me. David, Joshua had many battles in front of him. But God said, only be still and be confident. And I'm going, with, I'm going to go with you. God is with you all the time. Even when you feel like I don't have money, don't ever say it. Don't ever say it. He knows who has the money. He knows who has the finances. He said, I'm going to give you an idea. Mm -hmm. The blessing is not money. A lot of Christians have missed this stuff out. If you're looking for money, you have missed the blessing. The blessing is not money. Mm. The blessing is not money. Have you ever seen someone that is so rich, but they are, they, are, they are sick, and they spent all the money they had? The Bible said that the woman with the issue of blood, she spent everything she had. She was rich, but she wasn't rich. He said, I made you, you're rich in all terms. Listen, the blessing is not money. Mm. The anointing causes money to come into your account. Ask for the anointing. And you're already anointed. But then for some of you, like I did tell you many weeks ago, like you take your, your Christianity and you hang it in the closet. You go on Sunday, you put it back up and you hang it back out. Mm. You're ashamed to tell people you're a Christian. You're ashamed to tell people it's about God. Listen, God said, I'm ashamed of you too. Mm. Mm. Revelation chapter 16 said, I'm ashamed of you. If you're mm -hmm. a Lutheran Christian, you're neither here nor there. Change your ways. And this is not condemnation. I had to learn this the hard way. The times are changed. This is a new season. Things are happening. Don't be left behind from what God is doing. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 to verse 3. There's a time and season for everything. There's a time to run. There's a time to slow down. There's a time to listen. There's a time mm -hmm. to keep your mouth short. There's a time to obey. There's a time to move. Don't be a Christian that is ignorant. The Jesus. Holy Spirit is all you need. All you need. He told Joshua, meditate on this world. He said, meditate on these things. Why would you do that? Why would you maintain on this thing? Because when he sucks inside of you, when you have the word all over you, it becomes evident. It says it shall become evident. There's an evidence that comes to you sucking in God's word. You cannot hold it back. Moses, the Bible says that Moses hung out with God so much so that his face was shiny. The people say, please cover your face, Moses. You got to cover your face. When you hang out with God, it's evidence that you're hanging out with God. Mm -hmm. A lot of Christians, I heard Prophet Love, he said one time, a lot of Christians coming to the kingdom of God because they're looking for marriage. You want to marry a husband. Mm -hmm. And they told you God gives husband. You go and you become a Christian. Mm -hmm. You just want a husband. Some of you, your business is going down. You're sick or whatever. You came here for whatever reason. That is not what Christianity is about. Nope. Christianity is mm -hmm. about divinity in the heart of God. Coming into the heart of man. He wants to align you with himself. 
what is the reason? Why did God create man? What was God creating man? He said, I want to create man in my own image and likeness to fellowship with man, for fellowship. God wants to communicate with you. God wants to commune with you. Mm -hmm. If your life is not a fellowship of God every single day, you miss the mark. You will not create it. God did not create himself for you. You know, a lot of people say, God will do it. You know, mm -hmm. God knows the way. Like, it's all about like everything about you. are like in the center of the world and God is everywhere working mm -hmm. for you. Mm -mm. He said you were created for his pleasure. Jesus. It's not, God was not created for you. A lot of people, when you need something, they say, oh God, I need this and I need that. You're like your baby. Bible calls you an abuse, a child. Apostle Paul said that he wants you to grow with milk, right? But he said, when I became a man, I threw away childish things. It's time to be a real Christian. Mm -hmm. It's time to throw away childish things. Stop being a child in the sense of God. Stop being a child. The Bible says that the blessings are for the sons. And the Bible says the sons are the ones that have been set apart, the matured ones. You look at Galatians chapter 4, verse 1, it says, The heir, long as he means a child, differs also from the servants. But Jesus just told you in the book of, you know, um, John 14, verse, um, John 15, verse 14, and verse 15, he said, I've not called you a servant. You're not my servant. You're my friends. You're my shareholders. You have joined here with Christ. We share this thing together. You are abiding men and abiding you. Why will you make yourself a servant? A servant speaks in a certain kind of way. If someone doesn't sit at the table, he said, I brought you into the high place of God. He said, you're sitting far above authority and power. He said, you shall judge angels. He said, don't you know they shall judge angels? You can understand that. So without the Holy Spirit, you cannot know these things. Amen. The Holy Spirit, he said, it makes you know everything has been freely given to you mm -hmm. the Father. I'm going to pause right here and pass it on to you, Dio. I know you have a lot. You're retaining your spirit. You know, I know it's, 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 it's a blessing, y'all. Every single day, we're getting more and more and more of him every single day. Mm -hmm. Every yeah. single day. You know, I'm trying very hard not to go into Colossians. That's what I wanted to speak today. But I, like, if I go in there, we're going to be here for a long time. But listen, <laughs> I want you to share how the Holy Spirit actually guides you. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times, I'll tell you right now, a lot of times what happens is people get to a point where they feel like, I want to hear God talk to me. God, if you don't talk to me, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And he said, listen, you are not living by your flesh. He said, don't be moved by everything you see and hear. Don't be moved by your senses, by your sense of perception. He said, be led by the Spirit. What does it mean to be led by the Spirit? Yeah, thank you, KJ. Um, I, I am so, like, like my, the pit of my stomach is like, like, if you can just squeeze your fist, that is where I'm, I mean, I'm so stirred right now, y'all, because you, you spoke so much of what God was speaking to me this morning um, and what he wanted to tell everyone. And what does it mean to be led by the spirit? Um, I'm going to just kind of piggyback off of what you all said for a quick moment. You said, um, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. Um, and then you mentioned something about the Lord saying um, that he picked us. We did not choose him, he chose us. And I had this vision of you, let's say, going to a... Um, one of those gardening places where you buy plants, right? You, the plant don't pick you, but you pick the plant. Then you take it home and you fix it and you water it. And it's all about God, right? So let's first change our perspective. Now, this is something the Lord has been working with me on this week. God is not, we didn't choose him and we're not trying to fix something to make him 
want us more or anything, right? He chose us. He's the one watering. He's the one doing it all for his own pleasure. He delights in blessing you because it brings him happiness, not because it brings you happiness, not because it gives you hope, has nothing to do with you. And if you can just repent, right? Change your mind, change the way you think and have that mentality that it's all about God, you will save yourself a lot of torment, right? That's one thing. Then the Lord gave me uh, Isaiah 11. And I thank you, KJ, because this transitions perfectly about being led. And so um, Isaiah 11 starts off, I'm going to read it in the Amplified Classic. He says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hope, sorry, this is Genesis 2. I'm going to go there in a second. Um, Okay, Isaiah 11. And there shall come forth a shoot out of the stock of Jesse, David's father, and a branch out of his roots. That's us. The branch out of his roots shall grow and bear fruits, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the spirit of wisdom, understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord shall make him of quick understanding, and his delight shall be in the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. And so this is, um, when you have the Holy Spirit, this is the manifestation you have all you have knowledge you have wisdom you have understanding you have the spirit of counsel you can discern right and and all these things allows you to make decisions and be led by god um a a quick you know i guess recap you know when you let go of the understanding, so Andrew mentioned the right brain and the left brain. When you let go of the reasoning and you just allow yourself to be led, there's so much freedom in that, right? So for example, I had a conversation, this was months ago with a friend of mine and he began, we were just talking about the things of the Lord and he began to say, you know, Dio, you don't know. And this is why you have to have an ear to hear. Your mind should always be on the things of God because you can then be led. He said, Dio, you don't know if one day God may say, go to Rock Hill, get off on the first exit, go to the Shell gas station. There'll be a red car rating. That person needs healing. You just don't know if God would do that. I said, ooh, that's God. I said, that's the Lord. It maybe took about a month and a half that the Lord, I was on the how, and the Lord said, today's the day, go to Rock Hill. I was like, huh? <laughs> I said, okay. I just began to drive, drive, got off. And I, I checked the map there was a Shell gas station off the first exit going to Rock Hill. I said, okay. So I get there and you just want to be keen, right? God will just highlight. You think that you just think of things because you're not, no, in yourself, you're not that great. You're not, I'm sorry. You're not, okay? (laughs) The Holy Spirit in you, it it gives you all understanding, all knowing. There's nothing is a surprise. You think that you just think you know things before they happen just because you're great? No, that is the spirit of God that is in you, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, So I go down to Rock Hill. I get off on the first exit. I park the car. I'm like, this is wild. This is crazy. I'm like, I'm sitting, and this is, again, me reasoning. I'm sitting at the gas station. I don't need gas. There's nothing I need here. Like, why am I here? They're going to think I'm here for some kind of drug transaction because I'm just <laughs> parked up. Like, I, all, these, <laughs> all these things went through my mind. And then I was listening to worship music, and then the Holy Spirit just highlighted the time to me. And he said, in exactly such and such amount of minutes, a car is going to pull up. Do you know, of course it happened, a red car pulled up 
I'm like, okay, so how do I do this and not be a creep? Right? This is me talking to God. So I pull up the car at the at the tank and I'm just like, okay, I get out and I just start taking trash out the car and putting it in the trash. And I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna go for it, Lord. This is what you said, so I'm gonna go for it. I go to the person and I say, Hey, how are you? And they're like kind of ignoring me. You know, it's a it's a Caucasian lady, you know, all this stuff happening with the, you know, in this world, this young brown skinned girl just random coming up to her. And um, I was like, I just had to pull out, like, are you a Christian? You know, maybe this will help it be better. She was like, I am. I was like, okay, just hear me out for a moment. The Lord sent me here. I have no reason to be here. But I was told that a red car would be here and this person would need healing. Do you need healing? And she was like, I mean, um, I am okay. And I was like, and no form of healing, anybody in your family? She was like, well, I have been dealing with depression lately and my mm. mind and suicidal thoughts. I said, you're the one. God sent me here today for you. I have no other reason to be here. I literally, I don't need gas, nothing, but God wanted me to come here and pray for you. He wants you to know you're on his mind. He loves you. And I just began to speak life into her. And I began to mm -hmm. just pray over her and, and I held her hands and I just, I just looked at her in the eyes and I, you know, and I left there and I just began to praise God because this life again is a journey. You just have to go by trusting that what you're hearing, what you're being led by is, you know, is God. And, but if you're in the right place, if your mind is stayed on good things, pure thoughts, righteousness, all of those Amen. things, you can re be rest assured that the Holy Spirit is leading you. But God has given us principles. He has given us things to do to assure us that we are being led. And so this brings me over to um, Genesis 2, right? And I think about um, when I read it, listen to your to, to yourself or a person, right? So I'm going to put this lady as, as the field or as the earth. Genesis 2 says on verse 5, when um, no plant of the field was yet in the earth and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not yet caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But there, were, but there went up a mist, a fog or a vapor from the land and watered the whole surface of the ground. And so I think about that lady and I think about her as the earth that had not had no nothing spring back, spring up yet because no water nothing there was no water to be poured on that land right water mm -hmm. is the represents the word of god i came god sent me with the word of god to water the ground so that the god had already planted seeds you are the earth you are god has sent you on the earth with seeds planted in you and now water needs to be poured it needs to be tended it needs to be taken care of and I'll go back to the treasure when the guy found the treasure in the field and bought the whole field. You know, God gave me so many different revelations. And I thought about this, you know, I thought about it in marriage. I thought about it as a, as a child of God and God choosing you. There's something in you that belongs to God. Mm -hmm. So he's chasing after you. He's running after you. You may not be perfect. You may be a, 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 a piece of land that is dry. You know, the ground is cracked up. Your heart is hurting. You've been broken. You've been hurt. You know, you've been looked at crazy. You've been rejected, abandoned, criticized. All of these things. And it's caused you to just be cold and hard. But there's something in you that has been placed in you from the foundation of this world that belongs to God and he wants it. And so he's like that person, 
you know, he found something in you and now he's, he's dug it and he's like, I'm buying this whole line. I don't care what you come with. I know there's something in you and I want it. And, it, yeah. and, and, and again, I think about it in so many different dimensions um, and, and people can relate to, to life things. So I think about relationships. I think about marriage. I think about when a man finds a woman and I, you may wonder like, um, you know, what that girl doing with that man and stuff like that. You, it runs through your mind, right? And he found something in her that that he knows belongs to him that god placed in to, for them to become one together and so he says i'm buying her she may not be perfect she you broken whatever but i can till that ground i can water that ground i can wash her with the water i can the whole land will be taken care of but there's something in there that belongs to me and that's what god thinks about you there's something in there that belongs to me i put that joy in there i put that love in there i put that that artist in there i put that that financial advisor in there and i want that that belongs to me and so he will grab you and he will, he will renew you. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to. He just wants you. He mm -hmm. himself, he himself is in you and he wants himself. I want me back. And so he's, mm -hmm. he's coming back for that, you know? And so my, my, my thing is to just surrender, you know? Um, and then I thought about John 14, you went there and who is the Holy Spirit? So now the Holy Spirit gives you understanding, gives you wisdom, gives you the spirit, the spirit of counsel. All these things rise up in you. They come about in you. And, and he is the comforter. He is the counselor, the helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. He's the one who brings all things to remembrance. And so all yeah. you have to do is surrender, be still, be quiet, know that he is God and listen and trust. And just allow yourself to be led, allow yourself to go. I mean, I have so many stories and, and it's an adventure. It's amazing. I remember one time I had painted a picture. I was up all night long. And that morning, the Holy Spirit said, you're taking the bus. I was like, no way. I'm not taking the bus. I'm going to need a whole can of Lysol to take a bus. Like I would, that's how my attitude was. But he sent me and I met a man there who didn't know the Lord. He was on the bus. And I, there was a lady who saw my painting and she wanted it. And the Holy Spirit said, it belongs to her. If I had not been obedient and been led by him and took the bus, I wouldn't have been able to give this lady the painting. I would not have been able to, to testify with this man. I would not have been able to get off that bus and take a walk and see a homeless man with a sign that says, you know, God is good and stop and challenge him. Who is your God? You know, and, and see a man completely ignore him with a nice suit on a trench coat. The guy was trying to get his attention. And I, it made me think of how many times do we pass God by? Because mm. we think it should look a certain way, you know? Mm. So I stopped and I tell, who is your God? And, you know, I was talking to him and telling him about Jesus and all these great things. And then go, like, it was a day of adventure just being led. I didn't know where I was going half the time, but I just said, okay, take me somewhere. And God wants that. He wants you to be completely surrendered. He wants to blow your mind. He wants to show you who you truly are in him. You know, he wants to, to, to um, have you look at yourself and say, wow, this is who I am. But it, it all comes with you being free to be led by him. Listen, I have been so blessed listening to you. You know, me one thing too. you said that struck out to me is, Jesus said, whoever leaves father, mother, brother, sister, houses and leave, he said, I shall give back. And, and a lot of time, you know, that's the one thing. A lot of people know how to do God's word. They don't know how to receive God's word. You know, and I want to comfort anybody listening right now. You know, um, tomorrow we're going to have the man at work and we're going to be sharing about David. I love David. I mean, I would sit down all day long just listening and reading about David. But something about David I want to show you. You know, for many people, this is going to be striking. First of all, 
Don't be a desperate Christian. Mm. Don't be a desperate Christian. A desperate Christian, you would tell, because you ignore God for so long, and when it's about to hit the fan, like they say, you start crying to God. God's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm going to come back to David. I want to share more on that because we guys say talk about desperate Christians. Because a lot of time he said, you have forgot, you have, you have forsaken your mercy. The Bible says, because of, you know, um, you know, Psalm 82 from verse 5, you hear the way down. He says, I have called you God, but you are out here hanging out with men, men. I, that's what he said in the book of Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. He said, don't hang out with these guys. He was showing you clearly where you shouldn't hang out. Some of you, mm-hmm. you hang out the places guys don't hang That's where you're going to go. And all of a sudden, you have all this issue. Because he said, listen, there's going to be a day of evil. Day of evil is not the day God comes. No, it's a day that the devil remembers your house address. The devil, again, remember, doesn't have omnipotence. He doesn't have omniscience. You know, he just walks about. Like, he's just walking about looking for who to devour. The Bible said that one day it was Job's turn. Job didn't know his day was coming. The devil had gone to heaven to negotiate God. God thought Job had it down. God thought this guy had it on lock. Man, this guy is doing all this good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like he's saying all the right things. But when the de- when devil came to Job, he started knocking out the things. Guess what? He went? He didn't go for um, Job first. He went for his things. Then he, this guy was so attached to his possessions. He was so attached. God said, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Mm. If you're a Christian, you are attaching your, your being, your presence into these things. When the devil comes for that stuff, the first thing that happens is he got you already. Don't be a desperate Christian. I'm going to tell you why I'm saying that. When the devil came, he took out his child, his possessions and all that. The, the, the man cried out. He hadn't even touched his body yet. The, yeah, remember, the first thing the devil told this um, guy was, I want to go take the man. He didn't want the possession. But the devil's been watching. You mean our defense watching? Because the Bible said there was an edge around this guy. The devil was watching. He was watching this man saying, ah, that's how you're praying. The devil listens when you pray. Oh, you're afraid, right? And like, okay. Then he started, but the Bible says that the devil has strategies, wiles and gals and tricks. He doesn't mm-hmm. come full forward because he knows if you're a Christian, you got the Holy Ghost, he has nothing against you, but he has his tricks. So what he mm-hmm. does is he starts setting all these traps. Job said, the thing I have greatly feared has happened to me. The man was afraid. He had fear. The Bible says, don't let fear rule over you. You have sound joy. You have sound mind. You have no power. You have confidence. You have love. But the man was afraid. So guess what happened? When the devil took all this away from him, it was easy to get the guy. Thank God for salvation. Thank God because God in heavenly places say you can't take the man's life. Because the guy was a pawn. A lot of Christians are like pawns. You forgot in God. You walked away from God. You are here living life. God bless you that little blessing. You walk away. You know, you're not doing his action you do. And then the devil comes back and like, hello, man. Hello. And he said, that's why he said, book of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. He said, put on the whole armor of God. You are a soldier. This is militancy. The sins of God is not eating and drinking and laughing and meowing and all that fun stuff. No. You can understand. He said, be discerning. Discern the time for the days are evil. Discern the time the days are evil. They stand to love like you love. He said, but they stand to be serious. If you're a desperate Christian, you shall know. He said, by their fruit, you shall tell them. A lot of times they say, when life gives you lemons, you make lemons. That's not true. When you can't, you, life gives you lemons, you make what you've been trained to do. If you've been trained to make lemons, you're going to make lemons. If you've been trained to throw it away because it's bitter, you're going to throw it away. How do you know what to do when the devil comes to you? How do you know? Let's check this out right quick. Moses, right? 
Moses had the children of Israel. Look at them. They walked away. The Bible says that they were walking towards the Red Sea. The Egyptians were galloping behind them, chasing them about to kill them. Moses and the children were like, oh, my God, help us. Moses said, God, oh, my God, help us. God said, are you kidding me? God like, are you kidding me right now? Is this a time to cry? Look at the Bible. He said, right, they said, Moses, stretch forth your hand. What do you have in your hands? They're like, this is not the time to cry. A lot of you, something happens to you, you're crying. He said, come on. With, he said, bring petition. He said, let's reason together. God said, I want you to be an adult in this thing. Let's think about this thing. Let's have this conversation. Hezekiah said, oh, God, remember my works, Father. He said, the dead shall not praise you. He got told me first one and said, no, nah, it's not my time. It's not my time. He said, he said, bring this and let's reason together. He said, come here, my family. He said, God, let's talk about this thing. It's not my time. Lord, what about my finances? He said, oh, my finances is for your kingdom. Let's reason together. If you're desperate, Christian, you say, oh, God, oh, my God, I'm finished. Oh, God, it's your crying. God looks at you look at you. He's like, you don't have no idea who you are. Mm. Let me show, let's go, let's go deeper. Now, Joshua, watch what happened. Because Joshua was one of the leaders, so that means he was close to the action. Now, God told Joshua, he said, I shall be my, my son, most I shall be with you. Be strong, be courageous, speak my words. Guess what happened? When Joshua got to the, he got to, um, the, 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 when he got to the Jordan River, guess what he did? He got said, put the stuff down. At that point, he wasn't crying. He didn't cry out. He just asked God, God, what do we do? Listen, he asked for direction and instruction. It's about to get deeper now. It's about to get deeper. So Moses was desperate. Oh, God, oh, God, help me. Because Moses, every time God told him something, he kept doubting God. Moses was always doubting God. He kept doubting God, right? All right, thanks. And, and at the end of the day, you know, when we get to Joshua, Joshua asked God for instruction. And God said, ask these guys to step in. The guys carrying the ark. As soon as they stepped in, it was dry ground. Perfect. Look at Elijah. Elijah got to the same river, Jordan. Guess what he did? He didn't ask God for nothing. He put his mantle down and walked through. The guy had a revelation. The guy was already in the secret place of the Most High. This guy was deep down in God. He knew what to do. He didn't need to have, oh, God, he was crying. No, he did not. This guy already knew what to do, right? Let's go deeper. Look at Jesus. Jesus, didn't, Jesus walked on the water. Like, like you know, you know, Jesus was so cool. Jesus, Jesus is God. Jesus is everything that is the maturity itself. He didn't need to ask God. He wasn't desperate. He wasn't crying. He wasn't asking for instruction. He didn't put nothing down. He just walked on the water. He was so cool that he told Peter, Peter, come on, man. Come on, let's go. Come on. Do you understand what you're talking about, right? So if you're a desperate Christian, you miss out. But for those I said, I'm going to pray for you now. I'm going to comfort some of you, right, with the word. David, the Bible says, was a canal person. Initially, the man sent out his friend into battle, got him killed, took his wife, all this fun stuff, right? But David matured. David matured so much. The end of David's life was better than his beginning. Very different from Saul. I want you to desire the things of God. God never lets nobody down. Look at all God's generals. Look at Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, David, Samson. Their end was better than their beginning. Every one of them, most and every one of these guys. I want you to pull it down and then, then, then we come to you say, Jesus is an order and finish of our faith. If you got to desire this thing as a Christian, you got to know where you're standing. The end of David's life, David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The guy had gone beyond that place. Was, David was the one crying in Psalm 51, Psalm 91. He was the same person crying in Psalm 121. Like, there was all this stuff going on, but David had matured. David got to the point, he got to Psalm 2. He got to Psalm 8. This guy had matured. The Bible says that David was trusting himself in the Lord. How do you trust yourself in the Lord? When, when God is your source, 
Saints come around you. Bible says that they were going to stone David. David came back and he said, God, I strengthen myself in you. Can I pursue these guys? Should I overtake these guys? God said, move. David moved by the Spirit. Hmm. I want to comfort you right now. Whatever you're going through, it doesn't matter what it is. Is it sickness? Is it finances? Is it family? Is it strife? Is it your job? He said, answer, you shall receive. He said, where two or three are gathered in his name. He said, I, I want to show you this thing. This is what I'm doing in my life. This is what I'm doing every single day of my life. I'm not saying mm -hmm. something I'm not. I'm practicing this. And this is my life. I'm mm -hmm. not saying what I've read in the Bible. I'm saying what I'm doing. This is my life. This is my revelation. This is my truth. This is my testimony. You got to hold on to God's word. The Bible says, if you hold on to him like he has come, he says, you shall never be put to shame. Never be put to shame. Never. You understand this. If God is your source, you cannot lack. Doesn't matter. He said, face me. Focus on God. Focus on me. He said, cast your trust upon me if I care for you. I want to I pray for you right now. Father, I bless you for your people. I give you glory, Father. Thank you for everyone that is listening, that has listened, that will listen. Father, I declare in the name of Jesus, goodness, mercy shall follow these ones. Father, mm -hmm. by your spirit, O Lord, in the name of Jesus, the anointing that I carry, I shall release blessing upon your lives, healing upon your bodies, finances upon your, uh, upon your accounts, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I call for their helpers, in the name of Jesus. Father, you shall open your eyes, you shall dream again, you shall see again. They shall have an idea again. In the name of Jesus, there shall be no sorrow in these ones. In the name of Jesus, Father, I bless you. Father, I bless you for you are God. He said he shall show them that you are God. They are still bound in Gilead, Father. Father, thank you for Christians that are listening. I strengthen you in the name of Jesus. You shall not be cast away. This one shall not be walking away from your faith, from your faith and your truths. They shall abide in you. They shall produce fruits. In the name of Jesus, they are not ashamed of you, Father. They are not ashamed to be called your sons and your daughters. Father, thank you for this one shall remain. They shall abide. I speak for the abidance. You shall persevere in the things of God. You are remaining steadfast. You are strong. You are written in God's word. You are going nowhere. In the name of Jesus. When devil is calling you, I'm calling you back in the name of Jesus. You shall hear my voice at night, at noon in the morning. In Jesus' name, Father. Father, I bless you for this one. For your family is blessed. For you say, whoever well, blesses them is blessed. Whoever well, curses them is cursed. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the word is beating them up. They are built up by the word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I have an inheritance. This shall come up with testimonies, Father. This shall be testimonies in these ones. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you're not giving your life to Christ and hear us speaking, you're asking, what is this? What are you talking about? Listen to me. Love is calling you today. Psalm 23, verse 6 in the message, he said, your love and your grace are pursuing me all the days of my life. God is calling you. This is love. He's saying, come on to me. He said, I'm not imputing your sins upon you. No. I already died for your sins. He said, accept this truth and be saved. Say these words after me. Believe in all your hearts and say it. Oh, hallelujah. The man that was about to be killed beside Jesus, the criminal said, Father, I know you are. He said, Jesus, I know you're the king. I know you're the man. He said, please, welcome into your kingdom. That Jesus said to him, tonight, he said tomorrow, he said, tonight, you shall be with me in paradise. Mm -hmm. This is an instant gratification of your spirit. It's an instant story. Your life is changed instantly. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Say these words after me. He said, dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord, I Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you. I believe in my heart that you died for my sins. I believe in, and you were in my heart for and died for my sins. And you were raised for my justification. justification. I confess your lordship over my life. I confess, I confess your, lordship your lordship over my, over my life. life. Thank you for making me born again. Thank you for, thank making, you for me making me born, born again. again. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to pray for you. Whoever had this prayer, I want you to tell us what is going on. Messages, I want to pray this prayer for you. Say, Father, thank you for these ones, Lord. 
I release your spirit upon them in the name of Jesus. I receive their spirits, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, these ones are staining you. They are binding. They shall produce fruits, harvest, 10,000 holes. Father, I thank you for their lives, their families. Thank you for confidence in the word of God. Father, thank you for your washing them every day with the new word of God, Father. Their mind has been replenished. Their mind has been changed. At the end of the day, shall go back and shall be happy to be with you in your kingdom, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We worship your name in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Well, this was amazing. Um, thank you, KJ. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you, Andrew. Um, you know what the Lord had, what the Lord said to me, he said, um, to just ride the wave, just ride the wave. Don't, don't try to go against it. Just ride it. I mean, if you, you would flow much easier in life period. So, I bless you. We thank you. Remember um, to share the message. Remember, we'll be on our podcasts, YouTube. Um, you can listen to the message on Monday um, on those platforms. Remember that you can always send us an email, godsanchorleg at gmail.com. If you need a Bible, Rick KJ said last week, reach out to us. You will get one. Um, hey, share your testimonies with us and share them with everyone else. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And so we bless you again. Thank you all. Have an amazing rest of your week. Until next time. Amen. <laughs>